Welcome to the SEC versus Big Ten College Football Podcast. My name is Mike. My name is Sam, and today we're going to talk about satellite camps. It's good to be back. It's been a long time. Uh, we had a couple weeks off there, but we're going to talk about satellite camps, college football, obviously, um, just our feelings on satellite camps. We had a good interview with Jacoby Stevens, who's the number one prospect in Murfreesboro, where we currently live. Um uh, Mike, what are your thoughts on satellite camps? Well, it's uh, one of those things that seems to be played out in the national media of the talking heads and such. A lot of people are sick of talking about it, but I'm not sick of talking about it, so I'm going to talk about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, buddy. It was uh, interesting going to an actual satellite camp because, um, you know, you get to see where the rubber meets the road, basically, you know, the coaches get to coach, the players get to play to a certain extent. And, you know, it's kind of, uh, a lot of the, a lot of everything else is up to, up to, you know, the coach's judgment and, you know, the players get to kind of feel out how they did and so forth. So I thought it was kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, And the coaches aren't really allowed to have a whole lot of contact with the individual players or parents or anything like that. So going to it actually changed my thought on satellite camps because I I was sold on like, man, this is only about recruiting. And yes, it has something to do with recruiting. It's nobody's blind or deaf, dumb and retarded here. It has to do with recruiting. But when I saw it in person, it had to do with something else. And it was actually pretty special to see, uh, coach harbaugh out there in at uh, oakland high school doing his thing uh and and he really wasn't doing anything that i didn't think wasn't awesome it was it was fully him getting in there in the drills uh rooting the guys on just being a, a cheerleader being a good coach you know telling guys when they do a good job telling guys to work harder i mean uh, he was funny as hell every time you turned your head you know he's just he's a good dude and totally changed my opinion about the whole thing and 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 I was, I'll admit it, I'll be the first one to admit, I was the one that was like, satellite camps are evil. But now, you know, I'm the SEC guy, and I actually saw one, and I think they have a good place, and we'll, we'll elaborate more on why. Well, you could, you, you know, if you're tr- yeah, if you're playing the devil's advocate and having the skeptical point of view, it's easy to picture in your mind, oh, yes, you know, we're going to, you know, quote unquote, do some football instruction and, you know, kind of have some of the coaches, you know, teach some things or just run some drills or something and then have the coach and the high prospects, you know, kind of in the back room, you know, you know, just like haggling and stuff. But it really, you know, that's how you would picture it if you didn't know any better. But it was really not like that. It was, you know, you know, the the high level prospects, uh, you know, uh, from what I hear, don't always necessarily uh, participate in the whole camp, but it's, it's the coaches are just, you know, running everything. And, and or at least at this one, they were just, you know, even all the coaches were, were going full bore at every, at every little drill. And it was pretty fun. And we watched the, what was it? It was t- some type of rabbit and uh rabbit and, you know, predator type drill where they were trying to tag four, four guys. And they were, everyone was kind of juking around and, and dodging and such. And that was, yeah, that was pretty was, funny was, to watch. There's one guy, he had to, touch he had to put two hands on four guys in a little circle in a a matter of you know the top guys were doing it in 
six to seven seconds. You know, I mean, it, it was really impressive to see the athletic ability. And, and they had some players out there at Oakland. It was pretty cool. Guys came from all around the state of Tennessee. I think it's the only satellite camp that Michigan was doing in Tennessee. So, I mean, everybody showed up because they wanted to show what they got. And, you know, it, it's good for, for guys that need to – get some exposure i mean there was a couple players obviously there jacoby and and uh, we saw a couple guys that had like opening invite you know shirts on so i mean there there's a couple big time guys but then there's the the no-name kids that are just trying to make it and get noticed by a coach and uh, a couple of them I'm, i think really stood out that probably weren't big names and uh, harbaugh definitely let them know when he saw somebody working hard and uh, it was pretty cool yeah, it didn't seem like he was uh, picking favorites based on who, based on anyone's reputation or anything. He was just kind of saying, "Hey, all star right here, best performer right here, you know, champion." <laughs> it was pretty funny yeah, how they. It's pretty funny how he he picked a winner out of every drill. That was pretty and, funny and, to me. In that specific drill, the rabbit drill, there was one kid that went in there like every single chance he could to be the rabbit because everybody's so tired, and and that kid just wouldn't get tired. And and at the end, Arbo's like, "This kid's the best rabbit ever." He's freaking animal this guy is awesome you know and i don't i don't know if he knew that kid's name or not but i bet he did at the end of the day you know yeah, uh, and if you want to check uh, some video out from that, I think we took a good solid 20-minute long video and had it on our Periscope channel. It's SECVSB1G on Twitter, so at SECVSB1G, SEC versus Big Ten. It was pretty pretty funny to watch um, just because you and I, you know, we got to kind of just uh, wander right up to the edge of the boundary, and, and, you know, we were right up there on top of it, so that was pretty funny yeah, to watch. Yeah, you, you would think they'd have, like, some kind of security or something, but, like, you know, we're walking around with a GoPro and our phones up in the air, and everybody's like, oh, you you must be in some kind of media source, and, <laughs> you know, I felt, I felt almost pretty official there, so it was, it was kind of cool, I mean... They weren't letting just everybody ride up on the action, but we got some good videos, so hopefully y'all will check it out. Yeah, it's pretty funny. So, you know, we can kind of have a discussion, although it's kind of been played out, but we can kind of take it to another level, I guess, about, you know, what satellite camps are in the future, and I think we both agree that it serves a purpose. I think we would probably also both agree, even though we come from different perspectives on it, you know, I'm the Michigan guy, you're the Georgia guy, Seem you know seems like it could be the purpose of it could be perverted you know for for uh, nefarious means of you know dirty recruiting and so forth you know I, I, that's it would be silly to assume that that couldn't happen but um, and, and and I totally assumed that when we before we went there when we were leaving me and you were in the parking lot and we saw Harbaugh getting in the car with his family like hey I got a friggin' plane to catch in an hour and. I mean, you even got your picture taken with the man. Uh, I, mean, I took a video and, you know, picture of you with him. And and the first thing he said was, like, are you a, were you a player today? And you were like, no, sir. And then he goes, oh, are you, like, do you have a son in this or anything? And he's like, you said no. And he's like, okay, then we can take a picture, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, the funny the funnier quick the funnier part about that too was uh you know in the middle of the camp when we were going between drills and so forth you know he, he it was the, it was at the place where everyone kind of just walked up on the drill and was watching the drill and then he was trying to go back to the main the main field and and he was like oh can't take pictures can't take pictures with anyone can't take pictures yeah. NCAA make make a new rule <laughs> yeah, uh, everyone got a like, a, like a mother with like a, a you know infant baby he was, right. he was asking like who you were and i'm 
not sure if I can take a picture with you. So he was really trying to stick to the rules. So, I mean, I, I was I was glad to see that. There was no, like, you know, sidestepping. I mean, even, even a couple of recruits, you know, walked up and wanted their picture with him. And he said, sorry, I can't, you know, just try and, you know, stand with me in the background somewhere and take a selfie. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. making a joke of it, you know. Yeah, it's pretty He's, funny. It's pretty funny, dude. In general, so I, I, I was very. Uh, at one point, I can't even remember what you said, but it, it was like so impossible to catch him because if you weren't, we would record the like the rabbit drill or whatever drill it was, and if you stopped recording, it took me like at least you know half the freaking four hours of our, us being there to to figure out like keep recording after the drill is over because he's going to say something that's freaking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, he was loving it. It was, you know, and and I I I've been eating up every you know every little tidbit of content that comes out from all these camps and off season and everything, and you know people always. It's funny because every time some reporter, you know, covers it for the first time, you know, they have a different take where they're always like, "Oh my," you know, he's like. He he's, he's actually seems to be having fun, you know. It's yeah, like, yeah, he said, yeah. and, and and he always, his quote is always that he's he's a pig and slop. <laughs> he's just having to, he's always says yeah. he's having the time of his life. So you know, I'm sure he's he's putting up a little bit of a persona, but I, he certainly seemed to enjoy it from where I was yeah, sitting. He's doing, doing what he loves to do, and I and I believe it now. Uh, I was skeptical before, but not anymore. But, yeah, pretty funny. Uh, my my take on satellite camps now, after witnessing one, is a whole lot you know better than it was. I, I would say, in in general, it's it's about the players um, more than recruiting. It's and it's it's about you know the little guy that might not get noticed. I mean, look at Ladamian Tomlinson was was like a freaking two star or whatever. JJ Watt two star. I mean, like guys that might not have got noticed. It's only going to promote football in a positive light in the future, and that's well, all that matters. And that, right. if you're a football fan, that should be all that matters. So if you don't I like agree. satellite camps, you need to you need to move on and realize that there's there's more bigger things to bitch at about there. You know. <laughs> yeah, I think my I think my two cents on it is is that um, recruiting. Can or satellite camps are not going to give anyone any opportunity to cheat that doesn't already exist. You know what I mean? It's not like oh, recruiting is such a squeaky clean thing where everyone plays by the rules except for the satellite camps. <laughs> you know, that's kind of a uh, you know, that's not yeah. the, the way it is. It's kind of you know, it is what it is, and it's kind of everyone kind of plays in the gray area. And there's nothing about satellite camps that is anything new about gray area in the whole deal. Yeah, so talk, talk talk to Hugh Freeze about some gray areas. We'll, we'll get into really? that in the next podcast when we talk about off the field issues. <laughs> yeah. So it was fun to uh, be there. We got to interview the the nation's top athlete, five star athlete, corner safety, all purpose utility player, uh, Jacoby Stevens from Dude, Oakland High School. Bad bad man like we got a couple videos we're gonna post on the twitter account of him on in one-on-ones just roasting people i mean he's 6'2 200 pounds um it looked like he was jogging and and he was just leaving people behind like like he wasn't even trying you know so i mean it's whoever gets this kid is getting a quality player who, who i think he he says he's projected to play uh safety or secondary, you know, in, in college. Uh, I think after the one-on-ones, because all he did was play receiver, that he could play receiver just as well as anybody, you know. I mean, that guy, he's one of those players that can do it all. And 
I think uh, McCole Harbin last year was the number one athlete. Uh, went to Georgia a year before that. Terry Godwin. So I mean, we got we got kind of a streak going. So uh, you know, selfishly, I'd like to keep that streak going. But uh, it's, the the main thing out of other than his actual ability that stuck out to me was the fact that when you talk to him everybody wants to go back if i could do it over you know everybody says that to themselves if i could do it over when i could go back to high school i'd know this and i would do it this way and blah 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 it was like i was talking to a i'm 34 years old it was like i was talking to a 25 26 27 year old man who already had it figured out and is doing it right and and he just i mean yes sir to everything i said and just you, know, you could tell he was off the sidelines was working out working hard and, and just he's got his head screwed on straight. So whoever gets this kid is getting a special kid and, and a special talent, I believe. Seemed like it. Yeah, it was interesting talking to him. You know, you kind of I don't know that he necessarily revealed anything to us that anyone else had ever, you know, that he had, no one else had uh, discovered from him. But it was kind of interesting, you know, reading into what he what he said and when he was answering our questions and such and it also stood out to me it's like you know we asked him about what kind of player he saw himself as and projected himself as his role being in the future and he said he was you know talked a lot about wanting to play two ways it seemed like he's one of these guys that you want to just fit your scheme around and uh, get the ball in his hands or get him near the football if he's playing on defense you know it's like uh you know, you, you, it's one of these guys where sometimes, sometimes you know, when you got a cover, a shutdown corner, and you just put them out on an island against you know someone's number one receiver, they just kind of let that receiver be out there and don't really include him in as part of the game plan, so they can eliminate that dynamic player. You know, so it's kind of tough yeah. for for a coach to put the best athlete as you know corner when you can get him closer to the ball and not just have him eliminated on every play, basically. Um, so, you know, it's yeah. kind of interesting to see, to, to see how he, it's also interesting to me that he, you know, he brought up the fact that, you know, recruiting's recruiting and, uh, you know, one, he, he, and he said he had de- decommitted from LSU and he wanted to make the right decision and didn't want to make a wrong decision twice, you know? So yeah. and I think we talked about stability when he, when he brought that up, he wants stability in a program. Uh, he said that LSU was actually his dream school. That kind of stuck out to me. And then he kind of chuckled, you know, yeah, it's crazy. I, you know, I decommitted from my dream school, but it shows how, you know, good of a head he's got on his shoulders. He's trying to make the right decisions it's best for him and his family. So, I mean, it's a good kid, you know. Definitely seems uh, like it. Um, well, let's, before we give away too much, let's go ahead and we'll say we'll get to the interview and then we can talk a little more after. I uh, hope you guys enjoy it. Yep, here's Jacoby Stevens. Once again, on behalf of Oakland High School coaching staff and administration, we would like to thank all the participants and fans for your attendance today at the Oakland Elite Exposure Football Camp. We would also like to thank Coach Jim Harbaugh and the University of Michigan coaching staff, along with Vanderbilt University, University of Tennessee, Tennessee Tech. I wrote them down so I don't screw them up. Tennessee Tech. Anything Middle you don't Tennessee want to answer, State University. you don't have to, don't worry Memphis. about it. We're uh, like University of Louisville, so, UT no, Martin, we're not affiliated. Lindsey okay, Wilson, okay. All right. Gardner Webb, All right, if uh, you can play with any East five Tennessee high school State players University. currently right now East in the 2000, 2017 cycle, Cumberland University, 
you see yourself in that same kind of role that yeah, you see so yourself? Role, I would choose uh, Goodwin, Godwin, Terry, Terry Godwin, uh, also choose... Okay! On behalf of everybody, Dana, on behalf of myself, yeah. Jim Harbaugh, yeah. Yeah. thank you very much. Hell yeah. Have a great rest of the day, the a great week, a great month, and a great year. I mean, all Michigan all coaches, we're going to play in the catch to Kansas. We are out of here. Love you, Tennessee. And um, I'll just say special thanks together, to Coach Creasy. Everybody, Coach Creasy. One thing just sticks out. I mean, everything plays a part in it. The fit combination. Yeah. What, what would you say is the coach that you have the best relationship with? On my stat coaches now? No, no, college. Right? Uh, college, I would say uh, Coach Small. Does a, does a head coach sway you in any way? Is it, how, how important is that? I mean, that's important in a way, but also you got to stay focused because, I mean, uh, it's important. Uh, once you sign that paper, a lot of things change. Yeah. Have you taken all your officials yet? No, I haven't. Any? Uh, I'm going to take some, but not any yet, no, sir. Do you know which ones yet? Um, definitely take one of Georgia. Definitely take one of LSU. Those are the two for sure? Yes, sir. Well, what makes you uh, like Georgia? And it's the atmosphere. Uh, you, can, you can feel that. The Alabama atmosphere, but kind of a newer version of it at Georgia. Um, it, 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 it's a great, great atmosphere and, and great thing to be around. Have you met uh, Ty Chandler? I know he's from Nashville. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I actually uh, met him. Yeah, I met him before. You, uh, I saw you do a couple of the one-on-ones. That was pretty impressive. We got him on tape. I'm, I'm definitely putting those on the podcast. <laughs> that was really impressive. You know? Hey, are you planning on a signing day, or are you uh, going to commit earlier, maybe? I think I'm going to commit uh, before the season starts. Yeah, didn't you have a birthday at one I, point? Yeah, I was going to do that, but I'm not doing it right now. I'm going to kind of lay back. Is there anything you think that made it push back? Um, um, right now, I want to make sure I'm right on this one. I want to make sure I'm right. You don't want to have to change your mind? Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. Other than obviously Georgia, what are, what's your uh, other schools that you're mostly interested in? LSU, Clemson, uh, UT, uh, and Auburn. What's, if it's Tennessee, what do you think the draw is there? I mean, it's the in-state school, so you got to love them. Uh, how, how important is in-state to you, to be able to represent your own? Um, well, I consider Louisiana's my home state. Okay. But, uh, I, but I have a lot of family, I have a lot of uh, friends in Tennessee, so. Okay. Yeah. How, how long have you been in the borough? Uh, this is my, well, we live in Nashville, but this is my second or third year. How important is uh, on the field performance from like a team standpoint for this coming up season? How important is that in you deciding on which well, team to go to? Um, the on field performance is pretty good, but if there's a culture change. Yeah. Uh, you got to still deal with those guys that uh, are loyal to the other coach that they have. Yeah. So, um, so you're looking for stability, one thing, right? For yeah, coaches. Absolutely. 
You obviously want the fit with everything that you got going on, right? Yes, sir. I got you. Did you grow up a fan of any specific team? LSU. LSU? LSU was my dream school. Nice. So that I decoded from a dream school sounds silly, but yeah. Yeah, well, better to make the right decision, right? Yes, sir. Any other hobbies other than football? Last question. Um, I just like to hang out with friends, kind of talk to them. Um, when you try to make something your life, you got to be, you got to be it right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah sure. man, I really appreciate the, yes, hey, the time. Man. Thanks, so, man. Thank appreciate you. it. Thank you. Thanks. All right, so there you have it, Jacoby Stevens uh, answering a few questions that we had. He was very generous with his time, so we certainly appreciate that. Um, Number one athlete out of Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Uh, we really appreciate his time. That was awesome. Uh, I, I wish the world for this kid and, and hope he does good. And I'm, I feel bad calling him a kid because he's not a kid. That's, that's a grown man already at, in high school. So I guess we should, So since we're in the business of prognosticating, I should I, maybe I'm projecting because not, I don't know I'm not sure if we're in the business or not, but I should uh, ask you uh, if you had a crystal ball prediction, Samuel. Where do you think Jacoby Stevens signs his letter of intent? I, I would, I mean, and it's it's hard because I know even with my predictions, which you know when we we did the uh, the picks for each team earlier on in our SEC preview. I was very heavily Georgia, so everybody's like, oh, Sam's a huge SEC. Obviously, I'm the SEC guy, so I'm SEC homer, but a Georgia homer, which, you know, in this case, it's to me, he said That's a few all right. things. Don't apologize. You don't have to apologize. Well, he said a few things. I'm very good at reading people. That's I, I enjoy doing that. I think it's fun. I think if you listen to anybody, whatever they say, eventually they're going to tell you what they really mean. Uh, he's... He said that his favorite school and his dream school, like we said earlier, was LSU. But at one point I asked him, you know, uh, what relationship is best with you uh, when it comes to a head coach. And he he looked right in my eyes. And and most of the interview, he didn't look right in my eyes. But that one he did, and he kind of, like, said Kirby Smart. And to me, it's, no, like, Maybe I got my, my UGA blinders on here, but it just felt like, you know, that's where he's going. But then immediately after uh, we, we started, there was actually a couple other guys that interviewed him right before us, and we saw some stuff on 24-7 sports, you know, it, it, some articles that really made it look like he, oh, no, he's backing kind of away from Georgia. And, I mean, it's you take it, you read it how you want. But that interview to me says Georgia. I mean, that's, I'm sorry, that's my, if I'm predicting, he's going to Georgia. Uh, Georgia's on a hot streak right now. We're number two in the country. Uh, it's it's just, I don't know. That's that's my take on it. I, am I biased? You tell me. Yes, you're biased. But just to be contrarian, I'll pick LSU just to be the other side of the coin. <laughs> because right. I did, it did seem like it was, you know, he mentioned Auburn too and uh, mentioned Clemson and Tennessee, I believe, were his top five. But I uh, I definitely was reading in Georgia and LSU as two that seemed to be out front based on kind of the impression that we were getting. Yeah, and uh, I was reading an article about him talking about Auburn. He's, I mean, he's... You know, I mean, I, I think Auburn, they do a hell of a job recruiting. Uh, do Does either program have a more of a need? I would say no. I mean, we're both pretty set. I mean, Georgia had the number one secondary in the country last year. Uh, I, I hope he comes to Georgia. Will he? We'll, we'll see in a couple of weeks, and that's why we're trying to get this uh, podcast out there right now because, you know, we want to make sure that, that 
that people get to hear what he said. And, and that's the fun thing about listening to these interviews. You, you get to kind of use your own, like, how you read people and what really means, you know, who's going where instead of just looking at all the numbers of, you know, he's a 29% lean to LSU and a 57% lean to Georgia. And, you know, you know like, yeah, I'm sure that doesn't add up to 100, but you know, you know what I mean. <laughs> I know what you mean. You know, Let's well. Let's uh. You want to let's move on from that because I think we've covered that as much as possible. Um, why don't you tell me uh, if you have the schedule up in front of you? What game are you looking forward to most um, in week one of all college football? Do you have one off the top of your head? Oh, I mean, it's, it was the one we. I, I mean, I don't have the schedule right in front of me, but I know. Uh, Wisconsin LSU is going to be one I definitely tune into. Um, it's it's the SEC, you know. SEC versus I, Big I Ten. The Big Ten, you know. I mean, if, if if we're really interested in this program, I'd say that'd be the one. But I mean, I mean Georgia, you know, North Carolina is going to be a big one. Uh, it's in the Georgia Dome. Uh, Tennessee's who are they playing again? Their first game at, at the. Uh, um, they're playing App State, so it's not really a big game, but. Uh, Oh, okay. I thought they were playing somebody big. In, in yeah, the, they're uh, not. That's not the opening uh, game though. It's Virginia Tech. I think they're playing them like week three or something like that. It could be wrong, but it's nice not the current. opening oh, game. Okay. I think the other one is USC versus Alabama, and then uh, actually there's a few. USC versus Alabama, Clemson versus Auburn, uh, Notre Dame versus Texas, and I think Ole Miss versus Florida State might be the best game out of that. That should be a really good game. Yeah. Hell yeah. Ole Miss, yeah. I'm going to pay a lot of attention to Ole Miss this year because I, I I like Chad Kelly. I think he's a good quarterback. Uh, I, I don't like a lot of stuff surrounding their program right now, but I, I really think that they could go far this year. Uh, but on the, the flip side of that, if, if they don't do well, I also could see them putting some sanctions on themselves pretty quick just to try and lessen the blow from the NCAA. Uh, that's, that's my own personal opinion. Uh, people can, you know. Everybody's got their own opinion on, on sanctions. I know a couple of years ago uh, they were saying, eh, it was like not even a couple of years ago, last year, I remember hearing that Les Miles was going to get hammered for uh, stuff that happened at Oklahoma State or at OSU. Um, you know, and they were, oh, he's gonna, they're going to get the death penalty because of stuff that Les Miles did there, and then, bam, nothing happens, nothing comes of it. So, yeah, I mean, you really never know with the NCAA. So yeah, right. you just got to wait and see sometimes. Yeah, we should uh we should do some predictions uh coming up here. We've done some predictions. We've kind of gone through each conference schedule. We've done um both the Big 10 and the SEC all teams, I believe. We've predicted win-loss record, but it'd be fun to do the uh the entire, you know, week by week and then we can keep a running total of who's uh, you know, who's right. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. We, can, we can do that. Uh, and and like we always do, we can put some money down on it because I, I always like taking your money. So Yeah, well, <laughs> even a blind squirrel can turn up a nut now and then. That's what they say. So Yeah, yeah. You got that it's, going it's, for you. It, it's not big to, to bet on Alabama. And <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you win from betting on Alabama, you're just you're, you're not stupid. You know, it's, just, it's like you bought the biggest stock and it, it still blew up. So, you know. <laughs> Yeah, we got some on, we got some ongoing bets as it stands right now too, so we can talk What's, about that in in depth as well. 
Oh, yeah, the tight ends. Yeah, who's going to have a, the, the tight end go uh, first in the draft? Is it going to be someone – is it Isaac Nata or anyone on Michigan staff? So that's another fun bit we got going. Yeah, that'll be kind of the one where it doesn't get resolved for another four years or so. <laughs> so it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, you re- you recorded okay. me while we were drinking at the bar committed yeah. to that one. I think you yeah. bought me a couple, couple Jack and Cokes before I, I committed to that one. But Are you starting um, to, it sounds like you're starting, your confidence is starting to waver a little bit. Oh, not at all. Uh, <laughs> if, watch the Georgia spring game and you'll want to, you, you can, I'll let you rescind that one if you want. <laughs> yeah. Well, if, uh, if we all play defense like Georgia did in that spring game, then there wouldn't be any records left after this year. Oh, low blows. Hurtful. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, looking forward to that. Looking forward to anything that's not the off season anymore is what I'm doing. I'm getting kind of, you know, stir crazy over here. It seems like whenever I pull up my, my phone or whatever to try and see what's happening, it seems like it's all old recycled news. So I'm getting real sick of that. I mean, and this is a little off topic, but I'm a, I'm excited the fact that I mean, yeah, the, the Tom Brady situation, you can talk about that if you want. He's he's a Michigan guy. He's your guy. But, uh, I mean, other, other than that, it's it's almost, like, nice that the off-field situation in the NFL is not every five seconds somebody gets arrested, somebody gets – I mean, there's been a couple of PEDs and, and you know, just small things, but it's not what it was last off season where it was like all they could talk about is that somebody beat the crap out of somebody and da da da, da. Yeah. You know, it was, it was just, just terrible allegation after, you know, or, or actual crimes committed by NFL players. And yeah, there was, nice some really mess, there was some really messed up stuff that happened the last couple of years for sure. Yeah, it's nice to see that it's just Tom Brady, you know. yeah and what's even more messed up is that people are really way more mad at tom brady than they were at anyone else that did all that worse crap so you know whatever hey man i took some i took some air out of a ball and that thing i could zing that thing a little bit better yeah (laughs) makes it easier to beat a woman with i guess yeah 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 well comparable issues not so much (laughs) Well, he fought it, and now I guess he's at the end of the rope, so he's just going to take his punishment and uh, and move on. But I don't, you know, I wouldn't admit guilt if I wasn't guilty like him too. So, yeah, I think uh, that that'll probably be close to what we got for time today, guys. But I think we can uh, say we're going to talk about uh, recruiting SEC, Big Ten coming up. So any big moves? Uh, any predictions? That'll be probably our next show. Uh, we really appreciate you guys. Please uh, be sure to check us out at SEC versus B1G.com and SEC on our Twitter. You go ahead, Mike. You got Twitter. Yep, at SEC vs B1G on Twitter. Yeah, that. You can tell I'm good at Twitter. Yep. <laughs> we'll be there. We're always there. And we'll be on here because we're on here also. So... We will uh, get some new stuff together for another podcast, and we'll catch you next time. All righty.